So I've been trying to walk. My goal is 7,500 steps a day. That's good. I'm, I'm at 5,000. Yeah. You know. I mean, 7,500 is actually... That's a lot. 5,000 is a lot, too, when you never leave the house. Well, I see you making those pictures from your driveway. Yeah, well, that's where my exercise bike is. Okay. Well, now, do you get credit for your steps? Yeah, if, during- if you wear, if you have your uh, phone inside your your pocket. You get a step every day? Oh, yes. Wow. What if you put it on a turntable? <laughs> I've tried everything. The only way it works is in the front pocket. Like if I'm wearing it in, in, a, in my jacket and I'm walking, I get you, nothing. You got no credit. Yeah. So I was on a walk. It was like, I don't know, the day before yesterday, and I needed to get my 7,500 steps. Yeah. And I was having kind of a crappy day. You know, you could tell where you're at. Sure. And my, so I was like, I don't know, four or five minutes into my walk, and my battery went dead. Oh. And then what do you... Well, then the walk is over. <laughs> exactly. I just went back home. Because right. if I'm not getting credit, I'm no, not... No, t- I'm with you 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I've had days where I've, like, done... You know, wa- I've walked forever. Yeah. And, um, and I forgot my phone. Yeah. It's, and Bridget's like, when I, I said, when I get home, I've got to go on the bike. She goes, we've been walking all day. I said, I didn't get credit for it. It's not on my phone. Do you see these red bars? There's no red bar here. At the end of the year, it's going to tell me how many I've averaged a day. And I can't say, well, there were three days when I didn't have it. No, that's not how it works. It was like in Little League when I, after every game, I would... I would put down my stats, and then I'd be like, all right, that ground ball, that second baseman made a great play. I'm going to give myself a hit for that one. <laughs> like that. Oh, hey, listen, Minutia Men is up next, but first, listen to this other fine old pie show. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host, Luke Costable, each week for the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in in the industry and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades we guarantee it'll be fun informative and entertaining it's the car guys report a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network this is minutia man with rick and dave White Sox clinch day, Rick. Yeah, that's right. They're going to clinch today. They that's have... very exciting. First time that they're going to win the division in 13 years. Wow. That's pretty Congratulations. Yeah, so. Well, you got the White Sox sweatshirt on. Yep. It's a hoodie. Yeah. Because it's a little nippy outside. Yeah. Well, I th- hey, I, I, I'm wishing nothing but the best for my White Sox friends. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Except you. <laughs> All right. So you have some uh, minutiae yeah. to share with everybody? So I got a picture here. And I printed it. Okay. This is on paper. For yes. those of you young kids that don't know what paper it is. Rick, why don't you look at that, that picture? That's, what does it that look like? Is, that is, well, it looks like a, a bunch of guys that are terrorists uh, with machine guns in little swan pedal boats. <laughs> Yeah. Is that what that is? <laughs> it is. So what you are seeing, Rick, yeah. is those are Taliban militants. Yes. And they've been photographed carrying, as you just intimated, uh-huh. weapons and uh, <laughs> rocket launchers or whatever. And they are in paddle boats in a national park in central Afghanistan. These, yeah. these images, which just emerged on Saturday, um, 
are paddling, as you mentioned, colorful <laughs> swan boats, right? And it's a beautiful lake. Look oh, at that, right? it is. It it's beautiful. Like, the, the water is a, just a, a, a gorgeous crystal, blue. Right. And they are at the Bandi Amir National Park. And it was once a, once a hot spot for international travels travelers. Uh-huh. They've repositioned themselves yeah. and, and, they, and there's not quite as many people that are interested in going. Okay. Uh, Marketing 101. Yeah. What are you guys doing? You had a good thing here. Death to America, <laughs> yeah. except for their techie plastic swan <laughs> pedal boats. So these images actually aren't the first of their kind. There have been quite a few of these absur- absurd Taliban photos out there. In fact, there's one maybe at the same park. It's them. <laughs> and I couldn't find it riding in electric bumper cars. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I love it. That there's one, uh, there's a picture floating around, which I did see, which I didn't print, of them on a carousel ride. Oh. Okay. They're see, just, they're just yeah, people. Exactly. They're just people. I think one of my favorite ones, though, uh, is also one that they're working out in a deserted gym. And they've got they're like on they're like on exercise bicycles, yeah. probably making sure that they're getting the clicks. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, and they've got like their rocket launchers and they're like <laughs> leaning up against a treadmill, right? And they're um, so I'm having a vision of like one of these guys going, "Oh, that spin class! Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> right? Kick my ass!" Um, but as you know, I'm a marketing genius, and you idea. are, you are. And I'm, uh, wait, how many degrees do you have in this? I've got area? two, two I've, degrees, master's degree in advertising. Okay, baby. so uh, when you when you, the, whatever you're going to say next right. is going to it's, be something that only an expert, a could master, know. a master. Yeah, right. I've okay. got a black belt in the four P's. You do. Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking that Disney should seriously consider. There's a marketing opportunity here. Yeah, opening okay. up one of their... Oh, a theme park. A theme park oh, in no. Afghanistan. <laughs> oh, no. um, you know what? I also figured that since I offended the Old Testament God next last week, yeah. we're going to just burn every bridge. Okay. Right now. Great. Okay. So I came up with... Um, great. Oh, this is great. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've read anything that happened to Salman Rushdie <laughs> I know. by any chance. Uh, here we are at the... Uh, or are we about the uh, six-minute mark? Right. And, I'd like to say that uh, whatever comes next is Dave's idea. Uh, David Stern, not the other guy okay. on the show. That's fine. Right. Um, so I I kind of brainstormed some ideas for possible attractions. Okay. All right. Um, admittedly, they're a work in progress. I'm just flushing them out. Okay. That's what we call it in the biz. Uh-huh. Just kind of flushing out. Okay. So I've got some names of some rides. You want to hear some? Sure. Uh, oh, my God. It's a small warhead after all. Okay. All right. So it's not yeah, bad. That's not bad. Big Thunder Muhammad. Yeah, okay. okay. That's gonna I'd stay away from the uh, M word. All right. Country Bear Jihad. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, okay. Dumbo the Flying Drone. Good. Um, the Hall of Death to Presidents. Very good. Okay. My favorite one is Snow White and the 72 Virgins. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a ride I'd go on. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in there forever. <laughs> Rick is true. Why is Dad constantly trying to take us to the Disney oh, World well, that, in Kabul? All right. Well, that's great. I appreciate that. And once again, those are Dave's ideas. Um, I have a, a story. You know, um, one of your friends uh, mentioned to you that they listen to the show and that all we talk about is Hitler and penises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I started, and this is about penis Hitler's penis. Well, I, no, I was no. just thinking to myself that it, you know we have the jingle about Nazis. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I'll play it for you here. Um, here we go. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Did Dave really find another story about Nazis? Another one? So we have that jingle, but you know, the penis stories come up all the time, Mm. and yet we don't have a penis Mm. jingle, right? Right. So I went to our production department, and I said, can you please come up with something for us? And this is what they sent me. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. There we go. How'd you get that PO sign? <laughs> so here's the story, uh, uh, right? Uh, again, another penis story mm-hmm. in the news. A UK teen had to undergo emergency surgery after an attempt to measure his manhood resulted in him getting a USB cable lodged in his urethra. Wait, what? Wait, wh- yes. Okay. So, all right. Before we even get into the story, a USB cable, yeah, you know, Boy, it doesn't yeah. have like markers on it or anything. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. I mean, hypothetically, and I've never done this, but <laughs> there's a ton of tape measures out there that you could easily. Have you kids heard of rulers? <laughs> I mean, there are other ways to measure these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this is a foot long. I know it's a foot long. Yeah, it says right, right here. Right, right. You know what? You don't need the foot long. <laughs> right. Get don't, the six don't, inch. don't spend the money on the 12 inch. Does it? Wow. Right, anyway. So what did he do? So apparently, you know what it is? I think it because it has the plug at the end and it's shaped kind of like the opening uh yeah i I can't i'm I'm trying to figure it out i'm working with the guy here but anyway here we go an unnamed 15 year old boy uh was triggered by sexual curiosity inserted a usb wire into his urethra per uh, urethra right per a study published in the medical journal urology case reports the cable became lodged in the curious teen's scrotum. So it went all the way. I mean, ever I, I feel you're cringing yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. Despite attempts to extract it himself, the USB cord became tangled, oh. as they do. Uh-huh. Um, and then, it, listen, if you can just picture this for a moment, it became so tangled that both ends were hanging out the front. Wait, so it like it went like, like went around and it, it came in and he was trying to pull it out and he kept oh pulling God. it in. And oh. th- so both ends were oh. coming out the other end. So just picture that. Anyway, the boy's family transported him to the hospital after he began urinating blood. After initial attempts to remove the wire failed, the teen was transferred to the University College Hospital in London to see if they could extr- extricate it. Per the report, the embarrassed boy asked to speak to doctors without his mother present. But <laughs> he confessed to this frightening escapade. Now, the the x-rays revealed that there was a knot of the USB wire in there. There was a knot. It, became, it turned into a knot, so they couldn't get it out. So they had to put an incision in the region between the the you know the outlets okay the two outlets um and the ec and, and dc cords <laughs> and they had to yank it out oh. there right now he's recovered yeah. everything's fine i don't think everything is fine well i mean i just want to talk to boys and girls about measuring because there are so much better ways to do this hypothetically we don't know for instance right but i mean come on a, a ruler let's say you've got a wooden ruler yeah you, you can just place it right on top of there it's 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 well, already it's like a it's like a table um it's like a table what i suggest people to do is yeah. to 
do it metric because it sounds better. Oh, that's right. You know, it's like, like, what? Millimeter. 145 millimeters? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a micro penis. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. All right. I've been peeing upright for what? 56 years. Yeah. The first couple you're not really doing. Yeah. Right. Um, And I'm familiar with the process. Yeah. Right. Uh Um, But every once in a while, and this is going to be a tangent, but every once in a while, you know, I can pretty much know where the stream is going to go. Yeah, sure. But every once in a while, I don't know if this happens to you. No. It like hooks left. Does that ever happen? <laughs> Does it? Well, I was with the guy golfing yesterday, and he says he doesn't go into uh, public restrooms anymore because he he's so offended if he's standing next to a, a younger man who's like got the the full flow. But yeah. He's like, I'm not. If he, I feel like I'm not taking a, a piss, I'm taking a dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty but, funny line. Yeah. Uh, well, and but this what is interesting to me. It's like every once in a while you go to the left, and then you're like, is there is there something? I mean, what is why is that being diverted that way? Right? Yeah. And, oh yeah, that's happened. And then that's happened. You know how when a TV goes bad and you uh-huh. kind of hit the top of it to yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that works. That happened, but that's a, okay. Hey, well, uh, listen, this has been. Penis Okay. What do we pay money for that? Because that's a, that was that's a great, great. Hey, I got a review. You want to hear a review of the show? Sure. This is a review before these last two stories. Okay. Flora Spectra. That sounds kind of. Yeah, I like that. Right. Um, I was going to say she, although I don't know if it's a she. Even put a title on the reviews. Sometimes okay. it's just great show, but this one was Misery Loves Company. Oh. Okay. Um, Dave is the real genius behind this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rick is there purely for eye candy, uh-huh. which is pretty useless since they are audio only. Huh. Just kidding. Great show and easy to binge. Okay. All right. And so. how long did it take you to write that one? <laughs> if you like Minutia, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P. IHshows.com. Uh, it's time for another feature, Dave. We call this feature, uh, I believe we call it Studio mm-hmm. Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives, and we now have a vast archive. I mean, this is like our 244th episode of this show alone. I think... Tom Hanks and Nicolas Cage can do a movie. <laughs> it wasn't that the movie about National Archives or something, National Treasure? Wasn't yeah, that something? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah there were yeah. so many archives. That oh, we my gosh. Yeah. We have, you know, there's about 100 interviews, 100 plus interviews we've done. And we've been working together for 30, right. 40 years. Anyway, uh, today is Adam West's birthday. Oh, and if you remember, we had uh, the great comedian Mike Toomey on the mm-hmm. show uh, last year sometime, and he talked to us about Adam West. And if, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back and sure. do it, because he has he does a great Adam West impersonation. And we'll play it for you right here. Yeah, exactly. Very, very low register. And um, that, that first time that I did comedy when I was 16 years old, that was one of the voices that I did, because... 
Adam West like owned that role. Like so many people have played Batman since, but the way he invented that way of talking with the stopping and the starting and the apparently the Joker has escaped from jail and I haven't a moment to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and if you follow Adam West's career, at the very end he was the mayor on Family Guy, and um, which I'm sure he made way more money yes, doing than he sure. ever did doing Batman. But it's weird how the voice kind of changed. Like he went from talking like this, Robin the Joker is okay, and it, he became more like this at the end because he was older and his voice had a little more horrible in it. He was an 80 year old man, but he's still Adam West. <laughs> That is the first ever Adam West impersonation of the 80-year-old Adam West yeah. in history. Right. You know, we've been trying to but get... But he was still funny. They told me you couldn't plant sausage seeds, but look what happened. <laughs> you know, we've been trying to get Burt Ward on, and he's totally blowing us off. Can you blow a call into him? Maybe that could help it out a little bit. You don't want me to call because uh, my experience with him has not never been good you wow. know he always comes off as kind of uh what? what 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 would i say like dick? trying <laughs> to get him dick? you would say he's he's a dick yeah <laughs> okay the, my first couple uh, experiences with him one i read his book okay and when you read a person's book you're reading it from their perspective and right. they kind of spin it in such a way that you know they're the good guy or they're the victim. Where you're reading this, you're going, even his autobiography, he comes off as a dick. Yeah. Pete Townsend says it like that, Yeah, too. I know. Pete I was so disappointed when I read Oh, this. I know. Pete Townsend was basically, I did this, this, I and I bought a boat. Yeah, you know? right. And I then, decided I needed some more money, so we went on tour. <laughs> exactly. I sold it. <laughs> I sold my music to some fucking product that I could care less about for Isn't another boat. Uh, but it, my first actual meeting or, or run-in with, with Burt Ward um, it was a radio show, and he was a guest. And my friend was producing the show, and he said, uh, hey, call in. We'll, we'll call you up, and you can come in as Batman and talk to him, right? <laughs> you know, and he's talking, and I'm doing the, Robin, I've been looking all over for you. I don't know what the Riddler has done to you, but I'll beat him brutally. You know, I'm doing all this, and nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then finally, he just goes, what is this? Oh, my God. You're a morning radio show. What do you, of course, I mean, you're, you're come just on, doing dude. Shit. What yeah. is this? So maybe we don't Idiot. want him on, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, he you also looks like he ate the original Robin. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, uh, yeah. He's super fat now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was a fun little conversation yeah, with yeah. Mike Toomey, who is on Channel 9. Every morning, right? Every morning on uh, WGN-TV here in Chicago. All right, we have so much more show to go. Uh, Dave, can you give us a, a quick uh, explanation of what your next story is about? Um, stripper poles in schools. Okay. And I've mine is about the game of life. Oh my god! Uh, we also have a celebrity story. Uh, you know what? It just stick around because it's all coming up next. What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutiaman interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutiaman Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Rick, this comes out of Massachusetts. Yep. Dateline, Massachusetts. Boston school takes party bus with stripper pole 
and neon lights on field trip due to bus driver shortage. <laughs> it's the it. All right, wait a minute. <laughs> the bus driver shortage causes them to take a different bus. Well, here, here, right. here it is. A Boston high school administrator is taking some heat for booking a bachelor party tour bus company to transport high school seniors on a field trip to the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library Museum. Now, that's just funny right there. Well, it's uh, apropos. (laughs) Exactly. I think President Kennedy would approve. (laughs) Don't ask what this lap dance will do for you, (laughs) but what it can do for your country. Uh, The administrator, Dixie Normus. uh, Ich bin a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The administrator's name wasn't Dixie Normus. Oh, Dixie Normus. Sorry, I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, The administrator, whose name has not been released, told Massachusetts Live that the day before the scheduled September 17th outing, Mm -hmm. uh, the scheduled charter bus company backed out, citing a driver shortage. Okay. Okay. Uh, We were in a huge pickle. Actually, I made that up, too. Uh, But she said, um, this quote is, we were in trouble. I took out the yellow pages, which I think is also funny. Who has the yellow pages, right? (laughs) And started calling every bus tour company and sightseeing company in the Boston area. Finally, I reached a very nice man at Get Lucky Buses, and we booked the trip. Okay. When the bus arrived in the morning, we saw that it was equipped with stripper poles, neon lights, (laughs) huge speakers, and lots of sparkles. Uh, Kids probably loved it. It actually smelled very nice, is what the administrators Mm -hmm. said. Um, The teachers and administrators all agreed that while this wasn't what they expected or their first choice, we felt that this would be a great opportunity to alert the public on how desperate the drive bus driver shortage was okay so they took a picture and it was shared on twitter <laughs> yeah i bet it was thousands and thousands of times it since has been deleted um but there it, you know there it was so there was kids now there is no confirmation did the kids start singing a hundred pairs of pasties on the floor a hundred pairs or a hundred wadded up dollar bills a hundred found a pasty found a pasty found a pasty just now yeah okay well that's that sounds like a much better field trip than any field trip oh, i was on I as a child right, right. well i have a sad thing that's going to take us back to your childhood as well and this is sad news. Uh, Ruben Klammer. We all remember Ruben Klammer. He was the man who invented the game of life. And he passed away this week, sadly, at the age of 99. Okay. Wow. Now, this guy was a really... Was the hearse a little blue car? A little blue car? Could be. Could be. Um, he actually accomplished quite a bit. And um, I didn't even realize this until I read his obituary in the Boston Globe. If I, mind if I read it to you? No, no, yeah. not at all. Uh, he was born in a baby blue peg in an orange car. He went to college so that he could earn $20,000 a year as a doctor. He was forced to stop and get married, adding a pink peg to that orange car. By then, he already owned fire insurance. Clammer's life was choppy after that. You know how it is. If you don't oil the old spinner, it can get stuck, and then it's really not so fun anymore. He made some questionable purchases, like a lakeside cabin and a $30,000 sailboat, and always regretted attending an art auction, which sent him back tens of thousands of dollars. But luckily, he found a buried treasure, bought some stock, and turned his kids in for money after he crossed the White Bridge. Clammer's memorial service will be held at Millionaire Estates. So, uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, you know what I love? Ruben Klammer. I love the fact that in the game of life, 
if you make the most money, you win. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that something, a story we want to tell our children? I love that you get money for your kids at the end, because that's not how it works. It's exactly the opposite of that. Well, and isn't it that if you're losing, you can put all your money, you can go all in on a lottery, right? Yeah, and, and then it, you spin the thing. Yeah, just like real life. <laughs> um, did you actually, um, and I just read this a couple of I don't know, days ago, coincidentally, Milton Bradley, who, yeah. you know, the, the game sure. guy, um, he, do you know how he started his game company? I don't. So he, in 1860, printed, and again, this is kids when you print it on paper, he printed thousands and thousands of portraits of Abraham Lincoln because he was selling them. He was okay. an entrepreneur. Yeah. But from the time that he printed them to the time that he was going to sell them, Abraham Lincoln grew a beard. So uh -huh. all of those portraits were completely useless. And then he said, well, screw this. I'm going to go into complete. I'm going to go into game, you know, game manufacturer. And that is when he started creating these. And the first game of life, if you probably don't know, was like suicide. Oh, and, and there kidding. was like drug abuse and opiate. Addiction. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. No, that's all true. Wow. Everything else we've set up to this point is complete <laughs> bullshit. But that is actually Wait a minute. true. You, he didn't buy a $30,000 sailboat? <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's great to know. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I have uh, another jingle because it's time for another segment. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where people uh, can send us notes and ask us if we have uh, ever met celebrities. Mm -hmm. uh, over the many years, we've met many of them. And uh, this week, Shehan, Shehan P, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, writes uh, i remember that stephen geary really used to be into cartoon cells did you ever meet any of the wb cartoon greats like tex avery chuck jones or fritz freeling um i did meet chuck jones uh chuck jones uh, well by the way i looked it up tex avery died in 1980 again yeah. Yeah. i'm now old that old how old do you think we are um and Fritz and Chuck did live into the century. I never met Fritz, but I met Chuck. He directed over 300 of those old Warner Brothers uh, cartoons and is credited with creating The Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. And they gave him an honorary Oscar in the 90s, and it was handed to him by Robin Williams. Oh. Um, so, I mean, he was a big deal. I met him in the late 80s, early 90s. He was promoting his book, selling his artwork. And I don't know what made me do this, but I asked him if uh, I could have a poster from this event that he was doing oh. and you know he had a bunch of these posters and he said sure and asked him if he would sign it and he did sign it and it says it's a, it's a poster of roadrunner and wiley coyote and he signed it rick my boy what do you produce because i was the producer oh. of the show and i have it it's a, up in uh, sean's room oh. right now um and it's something i treasure so even though i haven't uh really thought about uh the Warner Brothers cartoons for years. I see Chuck Jones's little phrase virtually every day in my house. Oh, that's you know we also um, tangential or not tangential. Joe Alasky, remember Joe Alasky? Yeah, that's right. Who did all the? I mean, he was Bugs Bunny. He was the voice yep. of Bugs Bunny and um, after Mel Blanc. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but he was amazing, Joe Alasky. Right. We got to know him shortly before he died. We did a little work with him on his book, and that's uh, true. Um, 
It was a very nice guy. Yeah. So there we go. You, we have met, uh, mm-hmm. and and actually we uh, also met uh, uh, June Foray, who was mm-hmm. the voice of, and we've met a lot of voiceover mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. but this was one of the artists that we've met. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. Uh, so that's it for this week's show, Dave. I'm tired. All right, let's go take a nap. Uh, yeah. uh, we should thank people. Executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And then didn't Tex Avery, he died by an anvil hitting him in the head. I think so. Yeah. That's right. I think he fell off a cliff, stayed in <laughs> midair for about 30 <laughs> seconds, went, uh-oh, and then fell. Uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio right. Misfits. And the Acme Funeral parlor did a great job fantastic great talk radio isn't dead it's moved to a better place radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Manushaman. the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of opi productions tony can you shut up <clears throat> a lot of anchors do that <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah, it's a thing. Are you ready? Ah, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's do it again. What? That was good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent.